Hey guys, thanks for joining us on Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel Las Vegas. Subscribe to us on Apple and Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, and Spotify to get notified when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also follow us on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com, to find out more about us and give online. Thanks again for joining and enjoy today's message. kind of sleepy but good um, so today I'm gonna my message is about something that I've been learning through the past years especially through the past two years when I got saved and through all the way through my process from the armory one to and healthy discipleship it's something that as it's a breakthrough it's a process but it is, I believe, um, something that the Lord wants for all of us. So my message is uh, forgiveness. Where's Pastor Maria? Okay. So, oh, where's my wife? Okay, just before I start that, sorry. Uh, baby, I love you. You're the love of my life. You're my rock. I just want to honor you. I love you. And Noah, I love you. Okay. Thank you. Sorry. I just had to let it out. So, on this, I had too much to say. I had studied a lot in my ways. But the Lord wants, He doesn't want that. Uh, I, I was kind of stuck on my studies uh, in this message uh, yesterday. And I asked, what do, you want, what do you want me to give? And I found a spirit, he said, I want, I want you to give, to give your heart. Leave the teachings for the teachers of the house. So that's what I'm going to do. Uh, it's going to be some awkward moments for myself because I'm not good on my words and all that. But believe me, the heart that the Lord gave me is here. Okay. Okay. So I was uh, asking about Pastor Maria because last Sunday, uh, Pastor Maria preached preach about uh, I am that I am. That was a very powerful message. And about uh, the identity of our Lord, our Lord God. So in her sermon, she talked about uh, Moses encountering that uh, flaming bush. And that the Lord said to Moses that he had to take off his sandals because he was on holy ground. That was in Exodus 3, 4, 5. So Moses, um, he has something that was defiling him. Um, he was something that he had, he had something that was defiling him um, to be in the presence of God. There wasn't obstacles, no, a wall, if you may say, between God and him. So that thing can be, can say with us, there is a wall uh, between God and us. A wall that stops us to fully spiritually grow, and that wall is called unforgiveness. So I came to this um, message um, 
listening to the radio, and that's when Pastor texted me, saying if I was ready to um, minister. And at that moment, I was having a, t a moment with the Lord, and I was listening to the radio. And at that moment, there was a lady who was preaching. And, uh, the, I don't know who they were, but a la the lady, she was doing an altar call, and she saw a mother and a daughter basically crying, sobbing. And there was love, but also there was something separated, something that couldn't be um, solved at the moment. So after uh, after a days, she get in touch with the mom, and she explained why she didn't, um, why she did she, um, there was a separate, what was the separation there? And basically the mom said, uh, it's because of the dad. The daughter resembles physically the dad. So, and because so much uh, pain that that uh, um, gave to the mom, they made the mom not to love the daughter. And the daughter was asking, hey, but how come you never give me a hug, a simple hug? You know, a hacking say and feel a lot of things you can make somebody stay with just a hack and she just wanted that the daughter just wanted that but that barrier that wall she never understood until until they got together until uh, the lady uh, ministered to both and there was a breakthrough the the mom explained to her why uh, she wasn't loving or didn't give a hug it was because of her dad that I who left long ago, and after that, you no, know, they the breakthrough uh, was there, and they they loved each other. Um, I'm gonna come back to this, but um, so um, there's so much to say about forgiveness, and one of my first experience in the sermon the pastor preached about forgiveness is a bit, I wasn't safe at that time, but basically I saw people running around, just moving around, because one, usually two things happen um, people doesn't receive forgiveness, or doesn't apply forgiveness, is because they don't want to, or they don't, they, don't, they don't know how to. We know what the Bible says about forgiveness, we know that she'll do it, but how do we go with that? How do how do we do it? Sometimes it's easy to obey, but where is the where is the being on that? Where is the breakthrough? Where is the love on that? So uh, before I continue, uh, let's pray and ask the Holy Spirit to to be on this message. Lord God. Thank you. Thank you so much for your love, Lord. You are Lord God Almighty, Father. You are Father. Thank you, Lord God, for your love. Have your way here, Lord God. Lose your spirit and increase our faith, Lord God, so we can receive you completely, fully. So, Lord and Savior, Lord God, help us, Lord God, on this day. Have your way, Lord God. Amen. So, my main... Uh, a scripture for this message is Matthew 18, 
Do you guys hear me better like this? Okay, thank you. That helps. Okay, so before I go to Matthew 18, uh, I want to go to something basic. What is forgiveness? The word forgiveness means uh, to send away, to leave alone, uh, to permit, to release. Forgiveness on my own words means to choose to let go. It is a process. So then a forgiveness should be the opposite of that. A forgiveness uh, should mean not left alone, not being permitted, not being released. So it's safe to say a forgiveness is something that we carry and eventually becomes heavy. You know why it becomes heavy? Because it's something that we're not supposed to carry. We're not. Uh, Luke 6, 37. And it says, do not judge others and you will not be judged. Do not condemn others and, you, and it will come back against you. Forgive others and you will be forgiven. So this is very black, um, why I'm black and very direct. Forgiveness is mentioned in the Bible over 200 times. The Bible tells about the benefits and the consequence, the consequences of forgiveness and unforgiveness. We know all this, but then why is so hard? Anybody wants to ask that? Why is so hard? I, I'm, I'm honest. <laughs> Right. Anybody else? Yeah. yeah. I'm with you there. Yeah. 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 Anybody else? Okay. So it is hard because we are not used to it. We think we are, but we're really not. Uh, because it hurts. Because it costs us something to release it. And yes, indeed, it is hard to forgive the offense, the hurt, the betrayal. It is hard to realize because of any of that or all of them, things have changed. You've changed. I've changed. So this is the the word the the Lord wants to give. So John thirteen thirty four, a new commandment I give you to I give to you that you love one another, just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. Love one another. So this is this is the most beautiful thing that you can do for one another. But also, at the same time, it is the hardest, the hardest thing you can do for your brother, your sister. Uh, just an example, uh, no, the just an example. No, we see the life of our Lord Jesus. The Bible says how Jesus was on this earth. He came, and he did what the Father asked him to do. And and he says in the previous scripture that I just read, it says, "Just I have loved you." So Jesus went through a lot to love us, pain, 
sacrifice, humiliation, death. That's real love. So we know he loved us, and see, oh, we now ask myself, what is love? Um, love is not a feeling. We get confused love with a feeling being in love. Being in love is very strong. It's very like the fire that we always talk. There's always a fire, but then there's a point that the fire goes down in a relationship and, and all at the other um, circumstances. But love is to choose, not a feeling. Love is to choose to honor one another. The difference with hatred. Hatred is not something like really, really bad, but hatred starts with just a little thing. It starts with uh, hatred is a lack of love. For example, indifference. Something happened, you, your sister, brothers, or whoever, they offend you, and there's just a disconnection. You don't even say hi. And from there, it just keeps growing. We're, we're Christian, and we are not supposed to do that, right? But we do it. I do it sometimes. Um, yeah, I need to work on that. So we talk about um, how people don't like to hear messages about forgiveness. And I give you that two main reasons. They don't want to or they don't know how to. They don't know how to forgive. Forgiveness um, to me is like going to a dentist, right? It's a daily thing, uh, at least uh, brushing, flossing, is a daily thing, right? I don't know how many of you, uh, I don't floss. Uh, my wife knows that and she's, she gives me always, she's harrowing me on that, but I prefer just to go to a dentist and just to have a painful day, <laughs> blood and all that, than just to flash floss every day. That is just me. But it's the same. That's why when something really happened, something that you had to forgive your brothers and sisters, that's why it hurts. That's why we are not used to. Okay. On my point here, um, and my hope and prayer in for this message and at the end of this message that we all know how to apply forgiveness in our daily lives. So let's go to our main scripture, Matthew 18. So we all know this um, scripture is correcting another believer. Uh, I'm going to read from 15 to 17. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. If the other person listens and confesses it, you have won that person back. But if you are unsuccessful, take one or two others with you and go back again so that everything you, may, you say may be confirmed by two or three witnesses. If the person still refuses to listen, take your case to the church and if he or she won't accept the church decision, treat that person as a pagan or a corrupt tax collector. So let's break this down. 
of verse 15. If another believer sins against you, go privately and point out the offense. How many of us apply that? Sometimes I don't. Almost all the time. But so what what we see, what we usually usually see happens is somebody offends you and do you go privately? No, we're not. We just go uh, on our phones and dial our bestie and said, hey, this happened, and you know what? No, that's not cool. And instead of doing, no, instead of going to God first and let it and give it to him, we just go and give our offense to others. So from that, you just have somebody that is, you give your offense to others, so you have two people against one people. That's why, uh, that's why I believe my understanding at least is that that's why you had to go to your brother, sister privately first. So we usually, uh, s when that happens, uh, let me just go to the next one. If the other person listens and confesses, you have won that person back. But if you if you are unsuccessful, take one or other persons with you and go back. So uh, that everything, everything you say may be confirmed or two or three witnesses. So when there's three, two or three witnesses at that point, what sometimes what usually happens is we see a triangle. This we see a victim, a bad guy, and a rescuer. So if I offend somebody, and the bad guy, there's a victim. Anthony, you're gonna be my rescuer. Okay. Okay. So, and then the rescuer comes and now say, hey, what's your problem? He said that to me. And now you become the bad guy. And then this triangle goes and goes and goes on. And that's not biblical. That is not. So we, as a church, we had to spend more time in Matthew 18. So, and then it says, if the person still refuses uh, to listen, take your case to the church. Church is a, the maximum uh, entity. We go to pastor or, or pastors, servanthood. And if he or she won't accept the church's decision, treat the person as a pagan or corrupt uh, tax collector. So the main point here is, if they don't receive or they don't repent for uh, or the offense, the Lord doesn't want us to doesn't want that person to spoil the whole branch. Um, I believe because of we don't or people don't exercise uh, Matthew 18, that's why people left the church easily. I believe people left the church because of this. Um, yeah. So Matthew 18 is a very powerful practice. And no, the law says we should forgive uh, one another and love one another. 
So I tell you, I'm, I'm going to go to verse 18. I tell you the truth. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven. Whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. So basically it's saying if you forgive somebody here on earth, will you will be forgiven in heaven as well. Uh, verse 19. I also tell you this. If you, if two or... Oh, if two of you agree here on earth concerning anything you ask, my Father in heaven will do it for you. For where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. This verse, it is used in, and it is, uh, it is correct use in all the aspects and all circumstances. But is it funny that from all the scripture it lays down here, for where two or three gather together as my followers, I am there among them. So if you have a, a confrontation offense, you, ha you have two people, bad guy, uh, victim, uh, rescuer. If at the end of that, you don't honor each other, you don't honor the Lord, then what are you doing? Are you following the word of God? Hmm. Um, let me see one more thing. So, uh, Matthew 18, believe it or not, this is the easiest part about forgiveness, at least how I receive it, how I went through things. Uh, the hardest part is betrayal. Betrayal is a violation of trust, and it's when usually somebody close to you does the betraying. Uh, someone may say, you don't know what he or she did to me, and you're right. Uh, I don't know. We don't know. But if the other person tells you what happened, they tell you what was going on with them, the most Christian thing to do is just to listen. No, and receive it, and after that, give it to God. So, this is my—you can call it testimony, uh, confession. You can call it whatever you may call it. But I think I shared this with uh, you guys on the ret marriage retreat uh, about two years ago about my dad. Uh, me and my dad, we don't have really a relationship. He was very abusive physically against me my, and my, my sisters and my mom. There was such abuse that we just had to basically uh, run away from him. I remember this because I, I was watching the movie, uh, I can only imagine. And I don't know how many of you watched the movie from the Mercy Me. And there is a moment in the movie that, no, that that did all these horrible things. But out of that, after uh, years, that that is saved. When somebody is saved, no, you still, you come back home and you still have those unforgiveness. You have all those years of uh, no dealing with that. You don't know 
at least I didn't know that I had unforgiveness with my dad. I didn't know why I was afraid of certain things. No, was I was afraid of speaking, even. No, my mom shared something on my wedding that I didn't start talking until I was seven, seven years old. And when my wife asked me, how can you, have you ever uh, talk, think? I would say, yeah, obviously. Uh, I think uh, I can think about uh, a lot of things, um, even back then. And she said, then why you didn't speak? Because I was afraid. I was afraid to speak something wrong so he can use that to abuse, to abuse me. So I had to deal with that my whole life, and I didn't know where it came from. And because all the things that, no, all the classes and being with the Lord, it revealed that. No, that because of the abuse, that because of the fear, I was afraid to speak. But now I'm speaking. Even though I may speak a low voice or whatever, but praise, praise you, Lord. No. So, forgiveness. I say it is really hard and we will not use it. And it's because sometimes we don't know that we have to forgive. And it's been such a long time that me, my, me and my dad, we stopped talking that I didn't know I had to forgive. Forgiveness, like I said, is releasing something. And when you don't forgive somebody, you, you are in the unforgiving, the hurt, you're in the prison. And that stops you from, from connecting, from fully grow spiritually. That's what the Lord wants to be all with him. They, he doesn't want anything to be in the way, obstacles, whatever it may be. For, and forgiveness is one of the biggest things that we're going to encounter. And it's not going to end one day. It is a process. So... After years, there was no relationship between me and my dad, and all of a sudden I started talking to him. And then I got saved, and the Lord was talking, uh, speaking to my heart and all that. And no, I, I was a new believer. It's like, yes, Lord, what is this? What is that? What is the new feelings? What is this love? What is this, uh, this boldness? What is this heart? What is this kindness? So I started talking to my dad, and I was watching the movie, and there were, uh, I can only imagine, and in the movie, the dad is safe, the son comes, and no, he's still mad, he still uh, has that unforgiveness, and the dad tries to make him something, uh, breakfast to, uh, to, the, to the son, and he's just out of it. How come you're, no, you're like this now? How come you weren't like this before? The thing is, when they realize what they did, they repent. Now, we talk about repentance before. Uh, you, you preach about repentance before. Repentance is not only saying, I'm sorry. That's just the mm -hmm. confessing part. Repentance is that changing the behavior, changing your things that you do. So that won't happen again. And in the moment, so there is another moment that basically he has frustrated. He left the house, and then the dad is smashing that 
the car, his car, his own car, out of frustration. The son realized what's happening, and the dad falls down because he's very weak at that point. He's very old, and the son has the bat now that was destroying the car. And at the moment, the son had to uh, a decision to make. At the moment, had to forgive. He chose to forget. He didn't feel forgiven. Oh, the moment I talked to my dad about two years ago, and I forgave him for all the things that I made, that he made, and all the abuse for me, my sisters, and my mom. I didn't know what to expect, and you don't know what to expect when you ask or receive forgiveness from anybody. But he started crying. Forgiveness is, we talk about fire, prophesying and all that, and we pray for more of that. But forgiveness is the most powerful thing that you can do. It's not all about fire. And yes, like I said, we pray for all that. But forgiveness is the most supernatural thing that you can do with the help of the Lord. So the moment I asked, um, I told my dad, hey, uh, things happen, no, and I'll forgive you. He said, he has a cry and say, and there was a, a silence for a moment. I heard his crying and he said, thank you. And he basically said, um, no, I did my best. Uh, I don't know how it was back in the day, but back in Peru, no, there's not cops or anything. So my dad and other people around the age, they did anything that people will be in jail for. And the day I forgave him and my dad uh, was in a way happy to hear that and a way um, surprised. And he had some type of freedom, but it was nothing compared to the freedom that I had. Freedom is what the Lord wants for us. So let's go back to the scriptures. So, so, so forgiveness is so powerful. Is forgiveness, forgiveness optional? As a Christian, uh, it's not optional. Luke 17.4, even if they sin against you seven times in a day and seven times come back to you saying, I repent, you must forgive. It doesn't say you may forgive. It says you must forgive. So like I said earlier, oh, forgiveness is a daily thing. And it's not a one-time thing. I know a lot of people, everyone knows pain. Everyone went uh, through a lot of things. And it is hard to forgive that person. It is hard to overcome that betrayal. But here it says, even if they sing against you seven times, 
in a day and seven times uh, come back. The Lord, he's saying, doesn't matter how many times, infinite times, you must forgive. So I told you about, I told you about the story of my dad. I forgive him for all the things that he did to me. I cannot forgive for the things that he's done for others. Sometimes people get confused on that. Sometimes people say, hey, how come you haven't forgiven for everything that he's done to us? Mm, I forgive for me. No, it's not my job for no to ask for forgiveness for somebody else. All right. So, and the, the Lord, I feel, uh, release freedom in the heart of the Lord um, when I when I say forgiveness to my dad. But after some time, another person come to me and told me more things that happened with me and my family. And, and there were things more, things that were even greater pain that I experienced that he did, my dad did to others. So the same heart that the same heart that the Lord gave me and and gave forgiveness, now the the heart went as uh, hard as a rock because there was such a things that I couldn't even wrap my head that only a monster can do, only somebody who should be dead can do, and. The same, my heart that forgiven, in one instance killed him. Mentally, physically, spiritually, well, mentally and spiritually. But and it's such a pain that that I didn't know how to forgive, and I'm still working on that. And like I said, it's a process, and that's why. Um, uh, let's go to Luke and almost the same scripture. After hearing, even if the person wrongs you seven times a day and each time turns again and asks for forgiveness, you must forgive. Verse 5 says, The apostle says to the Lord, Show us how to increase our faith. In other uh, uh, versions, it says, Lord, increase our faith. That's what I asked uh, earlier, and that's what I've been asking the Lord. They didn't say, they didn't, uh, they like a frenzy pray. They didn't say, Lord, rebuke this, rebuke that, no? dismantle all this and all that. They didn't uh, do a fancy prayer. They just say, Lord, increase our faith, forgiving had to be done in faith. Forgiving is prophesying. We take the war into action. And it's, a, again, a daily thing. It's like you, uh, Pastor was mentioning earlier, ask, 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 and she'll receive. When we feel like no giving forgiveness, 
still, if the Lord asks you, you're given. No. And for simple marriages. Sometimes uh, you, you know there is a honeymoon period, and after the honeymoon period, there is a no feeling of being in love. After that, you have to do it in faith. No, you have to do things on faith. Um, you have to uh, honor, choose your wife, your husband, even when you don't feel the love, even when she or uh, he pisses you off, even if things are bad, even, you know, the Bible says, don't go uh, to bed in uh, anger. Me and my wife, uh, we do that, and you know, we practice Matthew 18, and you don't have to say Matthew 18, you have to no, do something else like you know, uh, account accountability uh, question, or hey, let's take a walk, or hey, do you want to have dinner here, or no, we we set up a date. So don't let your emotions take control of your decisions. No, emotions are good, but they are in indicators, no dominators, right? Let's see. So when you don't forgive, you're setting up yourself to be the judge, and there's only one judge, the Lord. The Lord won't have won't have you be the judge. That's why there comes that separation, because you are taking His place, and there's only one God. All right. Uh, on this, on the forgiveness part and the, and the betrayals, oh, there is we have unfulfilled revenge. Unfulfilled revenge is, for example, um, uh, a married couple. Uh, they say the husband left the uh, the wife and the kid for whatever reason. No, they found somebody else, or they just left because he got tired of it. And you just you you don't your um, you got remarried and all that, and you got remarried and all that, but you're still waiting for something. You're still waiting for that person to come back and say, uh, and to apologize, or to come back and say, yeah, you were right. And if we keep waiting for that, no, there's nothing gonna happen. We're still gonna be in that prison. And like I said, forgiveness, we have to give even when we don't feel like it. No, um, we have to move on. So if we wait for somebody to uh, to ask for forgiveness, if that's, that was the case, uh, the Lord, our Lord Jesus, wouldn't um, wouldn't wouldn't be in the cross. So for example, um, for revenge. Um, we see the example of David and Saul. We're not a judge. God is a judge. Um, for example, in David and Saul, uh, David had opportunities to kill Saul, and he was rightful. You know, Saul was going to kill him, right? 
and he had that opportunity of that I wasn't the situation, so no, you had to go. There's, uh, I think I, I would choose me over Saul. That 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 is just me, but the Lord judged Saul and I give uh, everything uh, to David. So forgiveness, if anything from this message, uh, I'm gonna close with this. Just choose what the Lord says. Forgiveness is, is a prophesying word, it's some faith, and it frees us from the heaviness that we carry.